1: Oh, a bit of disco music there almost It reminds me of our, our next guest We um, can dance his way around a dance floor I can promise you that, folks um, Former black cap Current um, Otago director of uh, cricket for women in particular Wears uh, so many hats uh, Spark sport commentator um, God knows there are just certainly not enough hours in the day for this bloke Craig coming. good morning to you
0: <laughs> yeah, good morning, Smitty. Now, I've lost a couple of hats, I think, So since we've last spoken. I'm trying to simplify my life a wee bit, I think, so, uh the best way to put it. But, um, you know, great to chat. We haven't chatted for a while, have we?
1: No, we haven't. And uh, one of the things that uh, I really wanted to talk to you about is uh, one of our cricket sides that has, um, I think, has gone under the radar a bit. They got uh, some television coverage, which was great, as limited as it was, but uh, they did get coverage, and that, of course, is our uh, national under-19 Uh, side who have to re-qualify to go to uh, the World Cup proper in Sri Lanka and they've pretty much managed to do it with ease and you have of course had a vested interest in this side with uh, your son Zach as an all-rounder.
0: Yeah yeah they've just been they actually got back last night Uh, they've been over in Darwin for 11 days they had a big day so they played the game the last one against Indonesia and then went home back to the hotel packed the bags and travelled home, I think, had 36 hours uh, without any sleep, so he was pretty tired when he got home. But they've been over there, yeah, they played six games. It was, it was tough for them. I mean, you know, to be honest, they're playing like Papua New Guinea, I think Indonesia, Japan and, and they sort of pretty dominant as you'd expect, but for um, people didn't realise, they, they didn't go to the last World Cup um, in the West Indies due to, well, around the COVID and there was question marks about that, but they had to qualify so they had to go over and, and you know, it was a, a little bit one-sided, but I know from quickly speaking to uh, Zach last night, they had a great time and you know, being over there in an environment where you're training, you're playing cricket all the time and um, you know, having to front up, it was uh, a really good experience and um, you know, they enjoyed it, but um, uh, yeah, they, had a, they had a good time and, and they played some good cricket. There's some good young cricketers in that group.
1: I would imagine they've built a bit of team spirit as well. Are they all eligible for the World Cup
0: proper? Yeah, they have to be. That was one of the things. They've still got... Um, they still have the under-19 tournament to play in December, the national one here, and then they'll pick the team to go to Sri Lanka. So, this team was picked very much for just the qualifiers, but yeah, all the boys that played in the, this team uh, have to be eligible for the World Cup in January in Sri Lanka. So, um, you know, it's interesting. It, it puts a, you know, you go away, and, and that's one thing, that Zach, you know, I don't often talk about, you know, you know smithing my kids sort of publicly, and I um, don't like doing it. I like them just to be their own kids and not worry about what bad does, but they had a great time, you know, building that team culture um, and, and getting on and, and, and connecting with with players from around the country that they didn't know very well. But they still have to do that thing now where they come back and have to prove themselves and deal with a little bit of that pressure now of being in the side and wanting to make that side. So um, there's a bit more pressure on them. But you know, I, it's amazing. I was just thinking about that today, like the, the opportunity, Smithy, for the young boys and girls these days. I mean, we've got, I've got. Five of my Sparks players over in the UK playing cricket uh, this winter. I've got, you know, son over there playing in Bristol as well. I mean, the opportunities for our young boys and girls these days, it's just so, you know, it's unbelievable. It's so much fun for them.
1: Right, on the subject of uh, women's cricket then, uh, just come to hand, folks, actually, and I'll read them very quickly, as the Whiteford Central contract offers have to be accepted, of, of course, but they have gone too. Kate Anderson, Susie Bates, Bernadine uh Eden Carson, Sophie Devine, Izzy Gaze, Maddie Green, Brooke Halliday, Haley Jensen, Fran Jonas, Meelie Kerr, Jess Kerr, Rosemary Mare, Molly Penfold, Penfold uh, Georgia Plummer, Hannah Rowe and Leah Tahuhu. Back in the Back in the mix. No, uh, still no Lee Kasper there, but I notice uh, she's been brought back in, out of the cold uh, in a recent selection, Craig.
0: Yeah, she's just been, they're off to Sri Lanka tonight, I think it is, Whether they're leave, in camp at the moment, and um, Jess Kerr, unfortunately, I think, broke her foot in this camp, she might have got hit on the foot or the ball, um, so... They've, they've brought Lee Kasprick in, um, which is, um, you know, a bit of a change. I mean, Lee's been out of the mix, what, since for the last 18 months, two years, um, rightly or wrongly, so she's going to get an opportunity to go to, to Sri Lanka and, and prove her worth, and um, I suppose she hasn't got a contract, but the greatest way to prove, you, prove your way is if you get a playing opportunity, is make the most of it, so, um, you know, that's, that's great for Lee, um, and, and I mean, a lot of people are big supporters of her and her performances, but... Yeah, you know, in that contract list yeah, there's some new names in there from and this is the first one that Ben Sawyer's got to pick himself last year. He took over the team that um you know, the contracts are already being done. But uh Leah to who as you'd expect comes back in and rightly so gets a contract and the two new names, um, you know, Kate Anderson, who set the world you know, fire last year domestically for Canterbury with the bat, She was fantastic, has been rewarded, which is good news. And then um, Bernadine Bazudenhout, who went away to the T20 World Cup, uh, wicketkeeper batter, and um, yeah, as you'd expect also is come to that list. So, you know, pretty solid, but um, nice to see some players being, I suppose, rewarded for domestic form. And there's still a couple of ones which you could say may be surprising, but I think all in all it's pretty pretty standard.
1: Um, yeah, uh, uh, interesting for me Because I, I I kind of feel we're at the crossroads here um, We're still so heavily reliant on the big three In terms of the batting It's Susie Bates, of course uh, Sophie Devine And um, Millie Kerr We're so top-heavy there We've got, uh, for me anyway, Craig We've got to get away from that
0: Yeah, absolutely And um, I think, you know Kate is not going to Sri Lanka. I believe she broke a finger um, but you know that's that's someone who will go in there and push, but you're dead right we've we've got to I, mean, I think our bowling stocks are, are good. I think we bowl well. I think the spinners are, are set with you know Milly, um, Fran Jonas, and Eden Carson, but the batting is an area I think you know we all look at and go right we've got to develop more talent we've got to start fast forwarding and getting uh, that going quickly so we can take the pressure off Susie, Sophie, and even me. Um, and and also, you know, Though especially Sophie and, and Susie aren't going to be around forever, so you know it, it's still probably a bit light at the moment. I mean, I look at my team, Smithy. We've got, I think, we've got the most exciting um, batting order in the country, and I'm happy to say that. But my players, I still think maybe one or two years away. But when they come, right. Um, I think in the next two years, you'll see a lot of development and a lot of good work coming in. Um, there's good structures in place now. so. Um, but at the moment, if you look at the right here and now, you're right. There's still a lot of pressure on Susie uh, and Sophie. Maddie Green's been going well. We want her to step up even more. And there's an opportunity for someone in that sort of middle order to, to show their wares. So um, you're dead right, though. I still think there's a question mark on that area.
1: Right, OK, let's uh, uh, hop across to... Um the Black Caps, can we? Because uh, they've got a World Cup squad uh, to be named relatively shortly. They've got an appointment in England before they actually get to the World Cup. But pretty much uh, what we've seen is what we've got to this point. Uh, what are you expecting now? Say, Just say we do not have uh, Kane Williamson, uh, even though he's trying his best. It looks like no Michael Bracewell. What are our options uh, at the top of the order in particular?
0: Yeah, I... I um It's funny, isn't it, with braces, I mean, you know, I've known him for a long time, played, but when he debuted I played, but I didn't think we'd ever say that, you know, losing Michael Bracewell could really throw a spinner in the works. Um, He's proved so valuable in the last 12 to 18 months and, you know, the skill set we want when we go and play in a World Cup is in our middle order is to have batters who can both spin. Um, so we're going to really miss that. Um, I sort of think the top order is probably, I'm not saying it's right, you know, you're going to have Finale in there. I, I still think there's question marks. Conway will open. Uh, Daryl Mitchell, I think that it'll be three. Um, and then you've got, you know, I think Glenn Phillips is going to have a big part to play. Um, the question mark now is, I mean, you've got Satner there. I thought sort of Satner and Bracewell would have been your six and seven. Um, hmm. The question is now who's going to replace Michael Bracewell? Um, and. Someone like um, you know Chapman's there uh, who can do a good job, but it, it does create some real question marks because you know losing two of those guys, and especially Kane, everyone's got to slide up, but it's not that simple, and they don't have a lot of cricket to play before then, Smithy. So um, you know, well, do they go to that all rounder of someone like Nisham um, who bats and bowls pace? But when you think of India, Smithy, I, I don't know if that's the right skill set. So I would have thought we'd be a wee bit better um, or have a better understanding where we're going to be at this time, but. You can't help injuries, to be fair, Um, and losing Michael Brace was a big one. So there's one player I think I'm missing out. I can't remember in that middle order, Um, but I think Glenn Phillips is going to have a big part to play now, and he might even have a part to play off the ball. He he worked hard on his off spin. so um, there's a few challenges ahead for them, isn't there?
1: There is, uh, of course, uh, where do you bat Conway because he's your trump card all of a sudden without Williamson? How do you use Daryl Mitchell? It seems with Daryl Mitchell, you give him a job, he'll do it. That's been his trademark in uh, the national team uh, and the Conway one is because uh, it, it just seems Devin Conway is is pretty keen just to get out there and, and play wherever you put him Yeah. Uh, but I wonder about that and uh, maybe the, the player you missed might have been Tom Latham I don't know or the, or the Henry Nichols type yes, bracket yeah, there yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's Tom. Lath- I can't believe I left Tom Latham out of it. You're right. It's Tom. Yeah. So Tom bats five. Um, so basically, my yeah. I'm, again, I'm not gonna. I think Conway opens Smithy, and you think about the IPL form that he showed, opening the batting um, over there. Give him. Yeah, you know, he's a great player of spin and pace. Get him in. Get him that started. And uh, the question mark is who's going to bat alongside him. And as I said, and I, Finn Allen and I don't think's made every post a winner. Um, will someone like Will Young give you more opportunities and and a better balance? Um, Yes, he's not so, you know, free flowing at the top, but I think he's got a high skill set, um, and him and Conway could get you off to a good start. They both play spin well, and then you go Mitchell, um, you know, who, to be honest, could go anywhere. And he has—I actually talked about him opening a while ago, but I think he has to go three now that, that Kane's not playing, and then you've got uh, Glenn Phillips four, Latham five. So it's that, that number six one is the big area now. And, I mean, Chapman did brilliantly in the T20s over in Pakistan. He does bowl a bit of left-arm spin so maybe that's the option. And I think Satin is good enough to bat seven and play that all-round role over there.
1: OK, right, uh, just finally, uh, we're all good friends of Brendan. Uh, Baz, uh, just wonder how, <laughs> you think you, how you think he'll react to that because uh, he wasn't far away, um, but he's one nil down in the series. He doesn't hold the urn. Um, so, uh, what do you think his reaction to this will be?
0: I was up watching this morning, Smitty, I've got a dog that wants to wake up at 5am, and one thing I actually find a little bit frustrating, and, um, you know, I learned from you, which was learning from the best, but, um... At the moment, the comparison is like, it's a, it's a little bit like England are right or wrong playing the way they are, and Australia are right or wrong. Actually, I sort of want to sit there and watch and someone tell me what's going on and why, as opposed to telling me everything that's wrong with the England attack, or what's right with the England attack, or what's wrong with the tactics from Australia. And it was a wonderful game of cricket, Smithy, and we, we're sitting there. I mean, I was watching this morning, absolutely entertained, and I know that's what Brendan's about, and I know that's what Ben Stokes is about. But there does come a point where it's really easy to talk that way and do that way when you're winning. Um, I know Brendan won't change. You know that. And I know Ben Stokes won't change. But what might change is all of a sudden the pressure from the external side of things will go on them. But at the end of the day, they're playing, they're playing a wonderful brand of cricket. And Australia have counted it, though. Australia, What Australia have done really well is they haven't bought into that aggressive, positive, aggressive side of things. They're just playing their way and trusting their style and um, you know, but it's so good to watch Test cricket and see the way it's been played. But yeah, there's gonna be it's been, you know, it's been a good run for England, but there's a little bit more pressure on now and you're right, if they lose the next one, that means they've got to win the last three to win the, the Ashes. At the end of the day, they still wanna win the Ashes. That's what it's about. But I can tell you from a neutral point of view, I'm just loving watching Test cricket being played like it is.
1: Oh, Sid, wonderful thoughts. You are a true all rounder. Great to have you on the show. And I couldn't let you go being a, a fellow Cantabrian born and bred. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, wore the red and black with just great honour. Timaru, one of the great places, Far Raceway, just really running through your veins. You'd be back in the Crusaders this weekend to knock off the Chiefs, wouldn't you, Sid?
0: Um,. You're always back at any team that plays against Auckland. You want them to win. But um, I can tell you, at the start of the Super Rugby, Louis, I said that the Chiefs were going to win the competition. So um, if I had a lazy fiver and Smithy suit, knows it's pretty hard to get a fiver out of my wallet, I will be putting it on mm-hmm. the Chiefs this weekend to win. It would be on the Chiefs. Um, I can't believe it. But I'm not necessarily saying I think that'll happen. I think the Crusaders were mighty last week. But um, if there is one team that can niggle them, that can beat them up, and as I say, if there's any team, is running out with Brody Retallick in that side, I've got the opportunity to beat anyone. And I'm, I'm going to put my fiver on the Chiefs.
1: Done it again. Because, it's, 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 because it's I'll tell us. you why, Louis. Yeah, I'll I, I tell you why, Louis. Because there is not one place in the whole of the country, perhaps the world, that Craig Cumming does not enjoy going to. There's not one more than the Hamilton, uh, and he is partic- <laughs> he's particularly, particularly keen on going for uh, jogging around there, around the riverbank, etc. They love him there. They yep. absolutely love him. Oh. And I don't know why, Sud. You struck an affiliation with those people up there.
0: Oh. I just thought about that. It's probably the first time I've backed them in airmines, Yeah, I've got a. I'm not welcome there anymore, so I've got to try and get the doors back open. Even <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, Dolly's no longer there. He doesn't. Yeah, you know, there's no safeguard. So, um, yeah, I want to be able to go back up and run around that lake or pond, as I call it, and uh, feel safe.
1: you haven't changed it, but you haven't changed a bit. Changed a bit so, uh, great to. Great to catch up with you Great to catch up with you, mate Uh, And uh, I hope you're staying well And uh, uh, the boys are doing great So it's absolutely fantastic Incidentally, what club's Jacob at over there?
0: Uh, He's playing in Bristol He's um, at a place called French Hay Um, So, um, yeah, having having the time of his life It's... um yeah, you know, it's tough when you're 19, going over and being a you know overseas player, but having an absolute ball, Smithy. So, um, he's enjoying himself. He's been to to travelling around a wee bit, and he's been into London a few times. I tell you what, his highlights been to. He went to watch QPR play Bristol in a Championship football game, and he said it's the most amazing experience he's ever had.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. He can't have, He's too young to have gone to the old Carisbrook. That's a problem.
0: Or Hamilton. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The greatest thing about him being over there at the moment is that um, somehow, uh, you know, my, my food bill and my power bill's gone down a lot, lot smithy, so I'm, I'm a lot happier.
1: Oh, well, he only has to ring up Uncle Baz, too, and he'll get some Ashes tickets, so yeah. that'll be cool. OK, mate, hey, thank yeah. you very much. It'd be brilliant uh, no. talking to Sid. Uh, great catching up with you, mate. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch up again soon.
0: Yeah, anytime, guys, any time.